Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook, very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast. How are we doing? Uh, I'm recording this Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire in those DMs on Friday afternoon. It's about lunchtime. So if you're listening to this on Sunday, I don't know what happened in the Bills-Miami game. My guess is the Bills won. Uh, We have football for the next 18 straight days. Great time of year, beside it being really cold. But other than that, it's the stretch run in the NFL leading to the playoffs, and obviously college football bowl games and the college football playoffs. Uh, it's just, this is football heaven. <laughs> this is this is the best time of year. It gets cold. The, the tough teams start separating. The teams that are good start waving goodbye to the teams that suck. Uh, and many already have. And appreciate everyone that's listening. If you listen on Collins feed, make sure you subscribe to the 3 and Out podcast. I greatly appreciate all of you. Happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy Merry Christmas, and uh, could not do this without you. Well, I technically could. I would just be talking into a mic and no one would be listening. But, uh, you know, things are going well here because of you guys. So thank you, to, from the, honestly, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, this, uh, Your guys' support, people listening, the messages I get. Uh, and before we get into some of your questions, at John Middlecoff, is the Instagram fire in those DMs. I didn't want to hit on two things. Uh, first and foremost, the 49ers win the division last night. They beat Seattle, who, you know, they've actually beat the crap out of Seattle twice. And the NFC West is down, right? The Cardinals are in shambles. The Rams, all their sweet players are on the shelf. They suck. And Seattle, really impressive story. I think most people, including myself, thought they were going to suck. They're seven and seven. They're trending the wrong direction. But even if they get to nine and eight or eight and nine, that's a fantastic season. They have the Denver Broncos pick. Denver Broncos three and ten. So it's, I, I if I'm a Seattle fan, you, you I, I would say you have a bright future. Now your coach is old, so there's going to be a transition sometime soon. But it's a pretty impressive year. The way you battled, what you did, like I, I would be proud. But to me, the 49ers, where they separated themselves over the last couple of years, the reason that they were in the championship game last year, and now they've won seven straight games, is they hung a left when every team hangs a right. Like we talked about it with the passing of Mike Leach, RIP. Football is a passing game now. It's a quarterback wide receiver centric game. Just 20 years ago, when I was in high school, every team we played ran the option, ran the wing tee, ran the veer. The best team when I was a kid and really up until like 10 years ago in the country, De La Salle ran the triple option. Hell, they still do. Now, they're not what they once were. 
but that that was in vogue when when I was a kid in the '90s, and you watched Nebraska, who was like the Alabama at the time. They were in the option. Most teams were not spreading it out and throwing it. Now the game has changed. Leach's influence, the influence of just a lot of different coaches. It is very, very pass happy. And if I had Josh uh, Allen or Joe Burrow or Mahomes or Herbert, I'd throw it every play too. Like I, I get it. But when you do that, toughness in football, like football is a unique sport. You play once a week. The majority of your time in the sport is spent preparing in practicing. A lot like us in most industries, right? The majority of us that do whatever spend time researching, preparing for a sales call, a meeting, hell, a podcast. My podcast, if it lasts an hour, that you know, if I if I do a podcast on Sunday, I've spent Saturday and Sunday watching games, reading, putting my thoughts. Like the majority of my time is not spent in front of the microphone. Honestly, football is much like most of our businesses, right? Baseball, you play every day. Basketball, you play three times a week. Football, you spend all your time practicing. Well, how you practice as any coach from peewee football to the pros will tell you reflects how you play. And Kyle Shanahan, while being 43, is an old soul. Kyle Shanahan would have thrived in terms of like the way he thinks about football in the 80s against guys like Parcells and Ditka. Like that's... That was his style. Like he's he's an old school football coach. Why? He loves running the football. Physicality means a lot to him. And I I've always been a big believer of physical teams. That shit translates in the playoffs. Now, if the Chiefs have some physical players, but the reason they're so great is they have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You know, Josh Allen is a very physical player, but if the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl, he's going to play at a high level and he's got Hall of Fame talent. The majority of teams do not have that, i.e. the 49ers. And what Kyle is doing, the way he built his team with a bunch of guys that inflict pain on other people. Their offense, their best skill guy on offense is a wide receiver, but he's not a wide receiver. He's he's a self-proclaimed wide back. Been around Debo Samuel. He doesn't look like other wide receivers. Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Devontae Adams. These guys are long and linear. Debo Samuel looks like he's Frank Gore. He's thick. He's round. And when you hit him, he hits you. George Kittle, last night on Thursday, was the first time I ever saw him juke people out. He made guys miss. (laughs) Usually, he lowers his shoulder and hits you. And defensively, in a league that is devalued linebacker play, and I never understood it. To me, my favorite two positions are running back and linebacker because it incorporates everything. You got to block, you got to tackle, you got to cover, you got to catch. Literally everything on the field on offense and defense, running backs have to do and linebackers have to do. And most teams in the NFL view linebacker as one of the least important positions on defense. I've always called bullshit on that. Listen, I work for the Eagles. They they do not value middle linebackers. And maybe I'm you know just watching the 49ers play. Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, and now Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, they inflict pain on offenses, and they can do it all. They can cover guys. They make combined for 15 to 20 tackles where you're only getting 60 snaps a game. And the 49ers' mentality and mindset is different than most teams because they want to get into a into the boxing ring, and they just want to throw body blows. They're not even looking for knockout shots. They'll go, we'll just throw body blows all game long. Most people in the NFL now, a lot of teams are built like Floyd Mayweather in their prime. Sexy, 
jumping around, bouncing around, moving around the ring, hitting you, moving, hitting you, and moving. The 49ers are not built like that. They come in like Chuck Liddell, just want to throw haymakers at you and inflict pain. And that's where they've separated. And most teams cannot win with their backup quarterback, let alone a third-string quarterback who's Mr. Relevant. But the 49ers, in a weird way, are not predicated on the quarterback at all. Now, Brock Purdy's played well. You know, he, he's been awesome, actually. <laughs> he really has. A couple mistakes that he's gotten lucky have been called back. But he's thrown touchdowns, uh, his movement. Like, he, he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But the reason they're winning is the culture in which they built their team. Right? It's, it's why, to me, a lot of people that are successful in life, in quote-unquote white-collar jobs that make a lot of money, bring a blue-collar mindset. And I, I think the 49ers just bring an old-school mindset to a new game. And, and it's helped them kind of, you know, now in the last two years, they've won 20 games and counting. And I, they're going to be favored in several playoffs. The only team they're not going to be favored against in the playoffs is going to be on the road against Philly. And let's face it, like they're going to have a chance in that game. Another quick story. Zach Wilson now named the starter. One cool part about the NFL as a player, and you can say as a coach too, things change fast. You, you, you can go from hero to zero. You can also go from zero to hero. You can go from the worst coach ever to like, God, this guy's not bad. You know, and in football, because of injuries, so many players get prolonged chances. And when you're drafted high, you get more chances. But the reality of the sport is guys drop like flies. It is the most violent game. There are obviously the most amount of injuries. Guys get injured seasons, right? Season-long injuries, but they get month-long injuries. Like every single game. You cannot watch an NFL game where someone doesn't get hurt. Right now, there are varying levels of injuries. But I would say the majority of NFL games throughout the season, there is an injury in that game. It's almost unheard of if every single player in a 60-minute game comes out healthy and can play the next week. That's usually not the way it works. Now, it might be a special teams guy. It might be a backup. But someone's going down. And when that happens, someone comes up. And Zach Wilson, who has been historically pretty terrible through a year and a half, gets a chance to kind of prove that these last couple weeks of resetting, of being the third quarterback, of saying the right things. I, I saw an interview the other day. I was impressed. He said all the right things. But I also, like, I judge people off actions, not words. But when the bar is really low, you know, he went from a guy that wouldn't take accountability several weeks ago to kind of wearing it and saying this was healthy. And now Mike White, whose ribs and stomach was destroyed for this moment, Zach gets an opportunity. And you're playing a team with a lot of the line. Like this game, as I said on the podcast on Friday, this game is fascinating. This is my favorite game on Sunday. And if Zach Wilson plays well, all of a sudden he can go from zero to hero quick. And then you start asking yourself, do you keep rolling with Zach? Now, like I've said, you know, the teammates internally, they have a lot of young guys. Their core group are, you know, recently drafted players. But I, I, I'm fascinated to watch Zach Wilson this week. And I think he kind of symbolizes the National Football League. Y you can go from being benched, thrown into the trash from all of a sudden starting a week later. It happens all the time and no other sport is quite like it. Football season is underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. 
Just sign up using the promo code Colin. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Get paid your winnings fast. So sign up today with promo code Colin for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let's dive into the mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire in those DMs and get your question answered here on the show. Hello, my boyfriend who doesn't have an Instagram listens to you, what seems to me, daily. He wants me to send you a question. I'd like to get your take on this idea I had the other day. We all know that Mahomes is the most talented quarterback in the league and already has a ring, but I believe Burrow will end his career with more rings. Mahomes would be the Peyton Manning to Burrow's Tom Brady. Peyton, as I saw it, was always the more respected quarterback and his star was bigger than Tom Brady's. But Tom has more rings. Do you think this could play out the same way between Burrow and Mahomes. Well, to think that, I I don't know what logic you would say that Burrow would have more rings than Mahomes. Because Mahomes is already in the lead. So Burrow's got to win his first one to even match him. Uh, Burrow's been to a Super Bowl. Mahomes been to two. Uh, I know Cincinnati's beat him three straight times, but I would say, just when you look at the schedule, more than likely, you know, things can change. We have four games left. Cincinnati's going to have to play at Kansas City in the second round. And I would say the Chiefs, like, I I can't remember in recent memory a team that is going to be more motivated to win a game, right? You've been beat three straight times. This team knocked you out of the playoffs last year, knocked you out of the Super Bowl. So if if you tell me Burrow wins that game and gets back to the Super Bowl and they win the Super Bowl, then maybe we'll have this discussion. But I, I think this notion that Burrow... 
is going to have more Super Bowls than Mahomes. Here, here's listen. I I think we'd all agree Mahomes a better player than Joe, though the gap is you know Joe's a fantastic player. Mahomes has Andy, Bro has Zach Taylor, so who has given up play calling? But I'll just I'll bet on Andy Reid and Burrow figuring this thing out as time goes on. Uh, over, or excuse me, I'll, I'll I'll bet on the Chiefs. You know, kind of outlasting them. Yeah, I don't see that one actually, but I hear I hear you. Typically a big fan of the pod, but your takes have seemed to be getting lazy. As someone whose profession is centered around the NFL and football, I find it quite arrogant that you consistently saying that you do not watch certain teams and games. This is coming from someone who could be who would die to be in the position to watch football for my career. Please be better and remember where you come from. Your head's getting too big. It's quite obvious that you do not go back and listen to your past recordings. I would recommend you do so in order to cut back on the constant contradictions. Well, when I say I do not watch teams, if there are 12 games going on, right? I'm not watching the Houston Texans. I'm watching the games with the playoff teams, right? If the Bills are playing the Jets and the Giants are playing the football team, I don't have 17 TVs. I'm also not going to talk about the Texans. I'm in the entertainment business. And the worst teams, like the Denver Broncos, they're not on my television if there are important games on TV. And once you get to December, you have to determine who you watch. So saying I'm getting lazy, no. <laughs> I'm watching Cowboys-Eagles, and I ain't watching Texans-Colts. Welcome to the business that I am in, right? Like, you, you don't spend time, if you talk about the NBA, watching the fucking Orlando Magic, you know, play... I don't even know who some other crappy team is when the Warriors are playing the Celtics as, as part of the deal, my man. So my takes are getting lazy. I, I just, I watch what matters. And in football in December, certain games matters more than others. Plus they're not going to get talked about on this show. So yeah, there are certain teams, the, the Colts who I'm going to end up watching probably on Saturday, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to tell you. He's not happy with me. Kudos for the wonderful tribute on your pod to Mike Leach. Hope you're doing great on the pod. It really is. You know, I was thinking about this too. It's, I mean, it's obviously a devastating, you know, loss to his family. Um, you know, clearly he had been sick. But think about like uh, they, they elevated the defensive coordinator who I didn't know much about. 36-year-old guy from San Diego State who was San Diego State's, I think, uh, who had been at San Diego State. I'm not sure exactly where he played. Forget I looked it up. Oh, New Mexico. And uh, Leach just hired him. I I don't know what their connection was, but he becomes the defensive coordinator. You know, there are some things that just don't prepare you for in life. Like, if you're the athletic director, you know, you hire Mike Leach, you're having success. You're thinking like, God, this is going to be... We're going to have, we're going to win eight, nine games every single year. I have one of the most famous coaches. We're kicking ass. And then he dies. And if you're this defensive coordinator, you're thinking like, I'm Mike Leach's defensive coordinator. I have dudes now. We're successful. Because part of the knock on the the air raid is like, you know, it's hard to develop a defense because you just practice against like go routes and the passing game nonstop. So how do you ever learn to stop the run? Well, the thing in the SEC is even if you practice against it every day, if you're recruiting Fletcher Cox, 
you know, and Darius Slay is like, you're getting a different level of athlete than you were at Washington State or Texas Tech. So you can get NFL players. So yeah, even though you practice against Leach's offense, like you can become something. And they were. But then all of a sudden it's like, boom. And th- th- there is no, there's no handbook for life, right? When you're in a position as an AD, as a, as a position coach, and you know, the guy passes away. You know, I think about the players on that team. That's the crazy thing is in football, I was talking to a, a buddy of mine that works at a college program and and the uh, the head coach just got fired. And he's like, honestly, I'm just waiting for them to let me go. I, I want to be let go, but I'm just sitting at my office doing nothing. And in football, and maybe this is like in in some industries, when, you, when you're a head coach, yeah, I, I'd say it's pretty unique in football, right? Like if you're a CEO or whatever, not everyone under you, especially a bigger company, is directly tied to you. But like if I'm the head coach of Mississippi State, of the Arizona Cardinals, of whoever, Every single one under me, like all my coaches, all my support staff, like they all answer to me. So when I get fired or I leave for a job or sh- I mean, worst case scenario, I die. I think the ripple effects that have on the amount of people that are all answering to this guy. And I've seen it when I was with Pat Hill and I was with Andy Reid. Like there was one guy at the top of the food chain, you know, and when that guy is fired, leaves, retires, whatever, obviously bleach it's it's just a crazy time for everyone involved and it's just i don't even know man it's one of those stories that yeah it just sucks it really does i appreciate the genuine opinions you give on your show i've been listening to you since the days your pod came out i was listening to your middle mailbag on tuesday someone complained about you highlighting weak ass arm quarterbacks in brandon staley In my humble opinion, you should actually talk about how the Chargers are going to be a lifetime underachieving franchise and how Mac Jones has a noodle arm more. P.S. I'm a huge Pats fan. Bald brother for life. I was actually listening the other day to Rosillo, and he had on Sean Payton. And Sean Payton, and, you know, Ryan kind of knew that Sean's not going to admit that he's going to, like, you know, hammer, like, give him a specific job that he was interested in. So, and Sean Smart, he did a good job of kind of like um, circumventing the direct talk. But one thing he did bring up is like when he was going to look at a future job, whether it's this year or next year, it's going to be about the entire picture. And and really what he was talking about is ownership. And he dropped something like why some teams haven't won for four plus decades. It almost felt like he was talking about Dean Spanos. Now, I would fire Brand Staley at the end of this year unless he like won the Super Bowl, which is not going to happen. And I would go all in for Sean Payton. And I, I think it would be hard for Sean Payton to pass up on Justin Herbert. You just you only get those opportunities to work with a guy like that. I mean, it just doesn't happen, right? I mean, look at LaFleur. He was handed a job that actually didn't look great, but then Aaron Rodgers turned back into Aaron Rodgers and won multiple MVPs. The guy got a contract extension. He won a bunch of games, won the playoffs all the time. But can you win with the Chargers for whatever reason? Like they have all these successful teams the majority of my life. And one time they went to a Super Bowl. And really one time that year in 94, a little out of nowhere. They've had a lot of teams that's like, yeah, this team's not going to be a threat. And they just never are. Yet they have no business not being some powerhouse because they're always pretty loaded. In a weird way, they always do a good job drafting. You know, they always have teams that you go, God, I want like seven of those guys on my team. The guy that got mad that I don't watch the Houston Texans, like the Texans would take the majority of their roster, right? 
The Colts would love a lot of their players. The Jags would line up for some of their dudes. Uh, I feel for all you guys watching a lot of Jags film here in December. Actually, they're coming. I, I'll give the Jags a little respect. Jags Cowboys actually a pretty interesting game on uh, on Sunday. That's a playoff game I'll be paying attention to. Uh, but to me, ownership, man, you see, like like Ursay, like is Ursay a good owner, or does he just kind of luck into Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck? Because since he's had Ballard and Frank, you know they've had competitive teams, but it's kind of getting weird. It's definitely getting weird now. Is he kind of a kook? Is he kind of a whack job? Everyone, I know McAfee likes him. Well, of course he does. It's the guy that paid him a bunch of money and still supports him, right? I don't, I'm not mean financially, but like they're buddies. Like I like people that I know that are in important positions that give me fucking free tickets. But is Jim Irsay a good owner? Like, is that a good, desirable job? Is the Arizona Cardinals with the Bidwell family a desirable job? You know, I, I think when you look historically, a lot of these jobs, you go, no, not really. Like, do, do the Eagles randomly win or do they win because Jeffrey Lurie? Just does everything humanly possible to support the football team. What do you need? What check can I cut? You need something else? We need to do this? Do it. Here are the resources. That is just not the case in a lot of places. It clearly isn't. Because in a league with everyone has money, right? that's the unique part about the business of football. right? In the NBA, there are the haves and the have-nots. In baseball, there definitely are. In football, everyone gets $300 plus million at the end of the year from the media rights deals. Cincinnati Bengals have the same amount of money as the Dallas Cowboys in terms of to spend on their players. Salary cap's the same. They all have the amount to pay players. Every single team. Now, as the money's gotten bigger, I guess some teams have more money to give cash bonuses. But at this point in time, the majority of the teams, if they want to sign a quarterback, even the Bengals sold the naming rights to the, to the stadium because they know they got to give Burrow $180 million and a $120 million signing bonus. So it's like no one's really at a disadvantage. So like Howie Roseman, I've been saying this for a while, said this years ago, and it's 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 pretty basic, but most people don't think like this. Every single team starts every single season with the same amount of resources, same money, same salary cap, and the same, uh, and the same amount of draft picks. You just choose how to allocate it. Like the reason the Denver Broncos don't have picks coming up is because they chose to invest in Russell Wilson. The reason they have less salary cap space than, let's say, the Raiders, because they gave Russell Wilson all that money. Like You get to dictate how you want to allocate your resources. But every team technically has the same amount of resources, same amount of draft picks, a first-round pick through seventh-round pick, and obviously you get compensatory picks, You know, throw a little bit of a curveball, and the same amount of salary cap. You just choose, you want to pay George Kittle, or do you want to pay you know, DK Metcalf? Right? You get to pick and choose who you want to extend, who you want to trade for. You want to get Jalen Ramsey? Well, that's going to cost you two ones and a two. And then you're going to have to give him X amount of money, $100 million and $20 million a year. Like you are actively choosing that. And that's where people separate. And what where teams really separate like, are you willing to go buy a 10 to $15 million coach? Are you willing to pay for the best defensive coordinator? Because they cost $3.5 million. And that's not on the salary cap. But because of the huge media rights deals, every team has that money. It's like, oh, you, would you rather just save a million dollars for yourself? Maybe you get to buy an extra condo somewhere where you want to go. I don't know, fucking Puerto Rico, Florida Keys, wherever. Like that's that's on the owner. That that's where I think teams and front offices and ultimately like winning and losing is really separated. And that's the stuff that it's hard to quantify. And only people like on the inside of those individual buildings really know. It's harder for us on the outside you know, to really gauge that. 
but it definitely shows over time because like how for you know 30 years have the Steelers been competitive right why, why have the Eagles now for two plus decades been a, just a consistent winning franchise like I, I think it's pretty clear ownership <laughs> ownership matters and ultimately what ownership is is leadership right and some are more vocal than others but like to me Jim Merce will invest right he will give the resources but is he the most you know stable individual <laughs> feels a little all over the map something historically has been off with Shad Khan right or Jimmy Haslam like you just red flag certain places now can they overcome that with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence Stefanski Deshaun Watson time will tell but you would say historically probably not probably not you could argue small sample size but the, the small sample size has been pretty ugly uh We'll end it on that. Have a good weekend. Talk to everyone soon. Peace. The Volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.